people, welcome everyone. Man, good to see you all. Man, good to have you here. My name is Omar, and I serve as the lead pastor here at Christ Fellowship. I want to take the time to welcome everyone right now watching us online and everyone watching at our local campuses live. In fact, family, let's go ahead and open and give it up for them. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. And if it's your first time joining us, tuning in, it's a really cool weekend for us because we're starting a brand new series entitled Undivided. And it's a series that we're not only doing by ourselves, in fact, we're joining over a hundred other churches here in South Florida from five different counties, from 12 different denominations. Isn't that cool? And so, yeah, and so, man, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to dive, dive into God's Word. I hope you are too. And so, wherever you're watching right now, open up your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 11. We've been as a church making our journey through the book of Colossians. Today we're camping out on verse 11. So follow along with me. It says this. Here, right, I'm on the people of God, the church. There's not Greek and Jew Circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and what? In all. That is God's word. You can go and take a seat. You know, as we all know, the year 2020 has been a year unlike any other. In fact, this year, our nation has experienced a sequence of events that no one could ever have expected. You know, thinking back to New Year's Eve, think back to your New Year's Eve as you welcomed in this year. As you were with your friends and family, I don't think anybody could have ever imagined what we were in store for. And so just in case you have forgotten everything we have been through, take a look at this video. You know, what's interesting as we all just relive all those moments, in one way, shape, or form, each of those things had a way of dividing people. You know, it caused division in our world. It caused division in our nation. It caused division in our city. And it even has caused division among friends and family. And it seems as we head into this upcoming week, election week, it almost seems like this is the apex where everything is heading into. And so we're really heading to a moment of even greater division. And so let me just bring all that to our time together because, folks, at a time when people are divided along political lines, 
They're divided along racial lines. They're divided along social lines. They're divided along moral lines. Listen, family, at such a time like this, God calls his people to be united. Amen? God is calling our, his people, listen, to remain undivided, to remain inseparable. And folks, this is why over 100 churches here in South Florida have teamed up to go through this season because we know it's a very critical time for our nation, for our city, and for the people of God. Who knows, maybe you're out there watching right now, you're thinking, Pastor, listen, I am tracking with you. Because everywhere I turn, there's division. I turn the news, there's division. I go to work, there's division. I go to a family gathering, there's division. And Omar, listen, that person that I know, that they're a believer in Christ, they're voting for that other guy. Can you believe that? They're voting for them. And so, Omar, how, how can we remain united at such a time like this? Well, we're going to find out from Colossians chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter 3 and open up your apps. You can follow on there, fill in the blanks there as well. You can type them in, write them in, see the verse. And today I have two thoughts for us on how we can remain undivided. In fact, write this down as point number one. It's because we are united in Christ. Amen, family? Amen. We're united in Christ. Now, let's go to the passage for today. Listen to what it says. It says, here, right, among the people of God, the church, there's not Greek and Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and what? In all and in all. Now, Slip into the scene for just a moment because one of the challenges that the early church faced was helping people understand the power of the gospel. See, the message of the gospel that Christ came down to this earth to die on our cross for our sins. And when Christ died on that cross for us, listen, not only did it break the barrier between us and God, but listen, it also broke the barrier between us and other people. And family, this was a shock for the early church, for the people of that time. Because that was a time that was even more divided than even today. See, people were divided uh, from culturally and socioeconomically and racially. There was so much division to that point. And get this, not only was it expected, but actually, listen, division and barriers were encouraged. Yeah, and here the Apostle Paul who's writing this to the, book, uh, to the church in Colossae, he remind, he's reminding us of the division and the barriers that they were facing at that moment in time. And so let me again help you understand a little bit of what these barriers were. First of all, you had the Jews, right, at the beginning of the verse, and the Greeks. And the Greeks were part of the Roman Empire. Now, folks, there were insurmountable differences between the Jews and the Greeks. You know, the Jews were the people who were the people of God who were religious people, and the Greeks were more of the world philosophers, right? And so there were some big divisions there to the point that they would never eat at each other's home. They would never, they would never uh, eat together. In fact, whenever a Jewish person would come home from traveling and they would cross the border of Israel, 
Listen, they would take off their shoes and dust them so that they don't bring any dust back inside the nation of Israel. That's how much division there was. And so the next thing that Paul says that is listed in this verse are the, the barbarians. Now, the barbarians are really anybody that was outside of the Roman Empire. And they were just people with just four languages. And so whenever they would hear anybody from these different languages, they, when they would hear, they would just hear bar, 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 bar. That's what they, was, that, that's what they sounded to them like. <laughs> that's what they're called barbarians. And then there was, there's another group of people that's mentioned in the verse, and that is the Scythians. And the Scythians were people who were barbarians who lived north of the Black Sea around central eastern Europe. And family, these people were hated because these were nomadic warriors that would go around, people, go around killing people ruthlessly. And so they were extreme. They were radical people. And listen, they were not welcomed and loved anywhere. And then Paul goes on to make the distinction, a socioeconomic distinction, by mentioning the, the, the slave and the free. You see, in that day and age, there was all what this, the divided people socioeconomically, whether were whether slaves or free people. And so think about this. Bringing together a Jewish person, a Greek, a barbarian, a Scythian, and then slave and free people, Listen, fellowship among those people was unthinkable. But you see, the power of the gospel is that even though those people were different, listen, they will all come together under Christ and they were united in the Lord. And family, you know, at times, you know, in the church, I've heard people say that, you know, we should not see each other in terms of a culture, nationality, or race. And, and, and I've heard the term even been said, um, colorblind. And I know it's, 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 a, it's a nice thought, but I don't, I don't think that's what God's word means here. You know, I don't think that's what God intended because I think it's okay for us to acknowledge that we come from different cultures, different backgrounds. But here's what we celebrate is that in Christ, what unites us is much greater than what separates us. Amen? In fact, listen, what a divided church Oh, I'm sorry, what a divided world needs to see is a united church. Can I get an amen? I said what a, un- a divided world needs to see is a united church. And our message needs to be that what brings us together is much, much stronger than what divides us. Amen, family? Listen, that's what the world needs to see. And that's why I love, by the way, our name Christ Fellowship. Because when people come here, Listen, from different tribe, nations, and tongues, right? We all come from different backgrounds. We come here in Christ. And here, you may not know this, but we have over 60 different nationalities that come together to worship God. In fact, whenever a guest speaker comes here to speak, and they stand right here, and they look across the room. Listen, when they get off, the first thing they say is, I've never seen a congregation like that. That's so diverse because it's a beautiful thing to see where different people, different races and tongues and color of skin and backgrounds and nationalities that come together to worship our amazing God. Don't you love that? Man, that is a beautiful thing that I hope you treasure as part of this church family. And so when we all come together in Christ, when we come at the foot of the cross, here's what happens. Write this down as letter A. Now we are united because we have a new identity, because of our identity. 
See, the reality is when, when Christ calls people from different corners and unites people, see, folks, at that moment, those people get a new identity. They are the people of God, the children of God. In fact, listen to what 1 Peter chapter 2 says. It says, but you, right, you who put your faith in Christ, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I love this part. And once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. But now, but once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Can we get a shout of praise to the Lord? Amen. Listen, but now you have received mercy. It's a family in a moment where everyone's trying to grasp grasp for for an identity, an identity regarding political, racially, nationally, morally, whatever the case may be, the people of God remain united because, listen, our identity is clear and we are the people of God. And let me warn you something when it comes to who we are. Listen, politics, just like anything in life, has a way of shaping us. You see, whatever is repetitious in our life has a way of molding us and changing who we are. Which means that if you are constantly more consuming political media rather than God's word, it's going to shape you into whatever you're watching. You know, Pastor Rick and I were, were just chatting a, a, a couple days ago, a while back, and he was, we were just talking about how we both like to you know, before we go to bed, just kind of watch the news and just see what's going on. But it's interesting that when you sit down or you grab your phone, listen, you get sucked into whatever you're watching, right? If they're riled up, guess what? You get riled up. And so here's what I want to help you understand. Listen, it's okay to be informed. But family, listen, at some point you got to turn it off. In fact, can we say that together? Ready? Turn it off. At campuses, turn it off. Online right now, turn it off. Because, folks, there has to be a moment where we stop this overconsumption of political media and we shift our focus back to the Lord. And you know what? When we shift our focus back to the Lord, guess what? We're going to become more and more like Christ. Isn't that right? Listen to what... God's word says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, And we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, watching the Lord, focusing on the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Family, I wish I could spend more time on this, but for the sake of time, I just can't dive deeper in. But here's something that's pretty cool that you may not know. For this series, we are having a special bonus content on our app, on our app. And so not on our website, not on Facebook, but rather only in our app. So if you go to our app, right on the top, you'll see undivided bonus content. There we expand a little more in the scripture. You can dive deeper. But which, by the way, if you open up your phone and you see this right here, that's our old app. Make sure you delete that and re uh, load the new app. If you don't have a link to that, here's what you can do. Just text CF app at to 3131 31, 31, 31. You get a little link. 
you click that on, you get the app, and you can stay in touch, and you can check out the bonus content, right? So for this series, make sure you always type, stay tapped in. I think it will help you dive deeper into God's Word. So when we come around Christ, not only do we get a brand new identity, but also, write this down as letter B, we are now united because of our mission. Notice what God's Word says in 1 Peter chapter 2. Listen to what it says. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possessions. That you may, what's the next word, church family? You could do a little louder than that. What is it? Proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, family, in a time where so many people have different missions in their life, whether it's to elect a political candidate, mission of some sort of cause, or whatever the case may be, listen, the people of God have a clear mission, and that is to proclaim Christ and Christ alone. Amen, family? You know, unfortunately, yeah, we can clap for that, absolutely. But here's the, the reality. Unfortunately, during this time, Many people could be more passionate about proclaiming the excellencies of the candidate they support instead of proclaiming the the excellencies of the God who saved them. Let me repeat that again. During this time, some of us may be more passionate about proclaiming the excellencies of the candidate they support instead of the God who saved them. And so, listen, I'm going to talk about this more next week because as we move forward, we got to remain undivided in our mission. But let me just get you to think about this. If your conversation, if your group chats, if your Facebook, if whatever the case may be, if, they are, if it's more about proclaiming the excellencies of the candidate you support instead of the God who saved you, something is wrong. Amen? Something is wrong. So I want to encourage you, think through that. And let remember the mission that God has, has given to you. And third, listen, when we all come together at the foot of the cross, listen, we become united because of our future, of our future. You know, it's interesting that during this season, all the political ads, have you noticed that they all are geared at promising you a certain future? That if you, if you vote for this, if you vote for this candidate, that's the future you'll have. And if you vote for them, that's the bad future you're going to have. And folks, sometimes we can get so caught up in this whole thing. Family, listen, we forget the future that God has already in store for us. And so listen, it's okay, listen, to be concerned about our immediate future, but it's not okay to be consumed by it. So it's okay to be concerned. It's not okay to be consumed by it. Because, well, listen, if you, let me remind you, if you're a child of God, what is your real eternal future? Can I remind us? Let's do what it says in Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. And he will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. Don't you love that? And death shall be no more. 
Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, nor political ads, nor political candidates, nor political anything. Amen. For why? For the former things have passed away. I want to remind you, all this family is temporal. All this is temporary. Listen, if you're a child of God, you have a future with the Lord that he's reserved for you. And so, you know, some, sometimes it's easy for us to be more fearful of our immediate future and that we fail to rest on our eternal future. And so here's what my hope would be for us as a church. And as we move forward, that when your, pe- your unsaved friends, family, neighbors, people who don't know, don't know Christ, that when they see you, they don't see someone who finds their identity in a political party, whose life's mission is to get a person elected because of the little short temporary future that they promised them. But my hope and my desire for all of us, including myself, is that when people see us, that they see people who are grounded in our identity in Christ. That we, our mission is to proclaim the excellencies of the one who saved us because of the eternal future that he has for us. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. That is what people should see in us. So as we move into this crazy, crazy week, and we know it's going to be a little crazy, right? Here's some things to keep in mind. Write this down as big number two. We remain united even during election week. During election week, we remain united. So let me just give you just some things for you to process as we enter into this time. Write this down as letter A. First of all, listen, as the people of God, we will vote according to God's word. You know, I have to be honest, there's some people who have, not a lot, but just some few people who have asked me, hey, Omar, are you going to talk about uh, what candidate you support, we should be voting for, what party? And family, let me, let me just... I want to make something very clear. I will never use this platform. I will never use my position as pastor as leverage to, to guide you politically. Listen. When God called me into this ministry, God did not call me to lead you politically. God called me to always lead you spiritually, to help you always make decisions that honor Christ. And folks, whether it's in your marriage whether it's in your parenting life, whether it's in your finances, at work, in your personal life, in your purity, in your relationships, whatever the case may be. Listen, our goal, our responsibility as the pastors and the leaders of this church is to always lead you to honor Christ. Which that could also include even as you vote. And so as you vote, how do you know if you're honoring Christ? Well, listen, you need to go to God's word and see what it says. In fact, listen to what Psalms 119 says. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. And so, listen, I know there's no perfect political candidate. I know there's no perfect political party. And when everyone is trying to convince you how to vote... You know how it is. You get flyers everywhere. You get text messages everywhere. It's like they're trying to convince you how to vote. Instead of listening all to all these outside voices, can I encourage you, open up God's word. 
Look at what God's word, look at what he has revealed to us in his word about his will for our life, God's moral will, what he says is right and, and honorable. And so listen, what I would say is that even though things may be complex and unclear at times, listen, you open up God's word and you let God show you how you should vote. And once you have voted, write this down, letter B, then we will be eager to honor. Oh, Omar, listen, I've been applauding, I've been amening, I've been loving this so far, but all right, not, I, I, listen, Omar, if that candidate that I want to win, if they get elected, listen, I am going to honor them. But if that other guy gets elected, I can't honor them. Do you know what they stand for? Have you heard? I can't honor them. But listen to what God's word says. Christ fellowship, live as people who are free. Not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. And what's the last one? Honor the emperor. Now, Peter here was writing to the church that was dispersed all throughout the Roman Empire. And do you know who the emperor during this time was? Yeah, it's a guy named Nero. Not Nemo. Nero. And Nero, if you're not aware of this, he was the one who was largely responsible for a lot of the persecution back in that time. In fact, scholars suggest that Peter wrote this about just before the year 64 AD, which is where all the persecution began. And so what happened was that Nero burned down Rome and he blamed it on the Christians. So everyone hated the Christians. He would go and destroy their homes, ransack them, take all their stuff, kill some people, destroy families. And this is the one who God is calling this people to honor the emperor. And family, listen, if the early church could honor Nero, we sure can honor whoever is elected. Amen? Amen. Listen, you may not agree with what they stand for, who they are, but you are called, child of God, to honor whoever is elected. And you know, this honoring thing is such a, 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 an opportunity for you to glorify God, to be a, a, a... Why? Because, listen, we live in a world... Let's be honest, there's no honor. Everyone speaks of everyone however they want. There's no honor here. And so here's what happens. When you as a child of God, when you honor and you follow what the Lord is saying to do, you know what? You become a light shining in a dark place. And you glorify God. The Lord is calling you to honor whoever's elected. You may not agree, but you're called to honor. And here's why. I write this down as letter C. Is because we will rest as in God's sovereignty. Amen. We will rest in God's sovereignty. Listen, family, the stark reality here is that no matter how much money is raised politically, no matter how many ads, no matter how many car parades uh, through Calle Ocho and Biscayne Boulevard and US 1, no matter how many car parades, 
the one who determines, listen up, the one who determines who is going to sit in the Oval Office is the one who sits in the throne of the universe. Amen? Listen, that is who determines it. God is a sovereign God who appoints every single person who's the leader. In fact, listen to what God's word says in the book of Romans. It says, let every person, that means you, be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Now, when you read that and your candidate gets elected, amen to that. Oh, he's been instituted by God. But what happens when the other candidate gets elected? It's a little harder to accept. But you know what? What the word is telling us here is that every single president, every single prime minister, every single governor, every single tribal chief, every single person put in leadership of people throughout the history of humanity has been placed there by the all-sovereign God of the universe. That's who put them there. And family, God in his infinite wisdom puts in power whoever he wants. Sometimes God puts people in power for the good of the people, and sometimes he puts God in power, people in power for the judgment of the people. But you know what? We don't know what God is doing, but what we do know is that he's all wise and he is all sovereign. And so know this, that as so many people this week are heading to the polls, listen, there's a sovereign hand leading exactly where people are going to vote. Listen, the, listen, God is in control. And family, do you know how you believe, how you know if you believe what I just said, what God's word says? It's whether or not you honor them. Think about it. If you cannot come to a point where you speak honorably whoever is elected, it's because you ultimately don't believe that God put them there. But if you truly believe that the person that God puts in there has been put there by God, you honor. Because the Lord was at, at work and he's the one who put that person. So folks, listen, I want all of us as we enter this time to rest in God's sovereignty, okay? It's going to be all right. Our future is decided, secure, and we will spend eternity with the Lord. Amen? And so let me end with this. You know, maybe you're, you started to tune in today for the very first time. Maybe you've been coming to our campus for several weeks. And you know you don't have a relationship with God. And you know, people get so riled up during this season. You thought, man, I'm going to find hope. I'm going to find clarity in my life. The, re the reality of this season has even left you even, even more empty and hopeless than before. And say, no more, I... I need to start my walk with Christ. I realize this world has nothing for me. I need to start right now. So how do I do it? Is it by coming to church, tuning in online? Is this the way that I start? Uh, do I got to make a, do a ritual, a tradition? Uh, I'll do good things. I'll go and, and do good things for people. Is, is that what it is? Well, listen, the Bible is very clear. The only way you can start a personal relationship with Christ is by coming to faith by putting your trust and faith in Jesus Christ. 
you come before him and you put your faith in his life, death, and resurrection. And when you say, hey, I trust in what Christ is, that he's died for my sins. I put my trust and my faith in him. Here's what happens. He not only forgives you of all of your sins, but he gives you everlasting life. From that moment, he brings you in close and you become a child of God. You become part of the people of God. For all eternity, listen, all the things we talked about earlier, our future, our hope, promises, listen, they're all yours. But you have to come in faith first. And you need to surender. So if that's you, listen, I'm going to ask you to lead, I'm going to lead you through a prayer. I always like to remind you, listen, this prayer is not a um, poem, it's not a script we wrote. It's just me helping you speak to the Lord for the first time. And when you pray where you're watching, don't pray to me. All right, I'm just simply a man. I cannot save you. But you pray to the Lord who loves you and who died for you, okay? He's waiting right now. Let's all go to prayer together. Father, we love you. And Father, we're just so grateful, Lord, that today I came here and I realized that I have no hope and that I'm far away. So, Father, today I come and I confess my sin to you. I ask you for forgiveness of my sins and to put my trust in you. And Lord, I ask you today to give me everlasting life and make me yours. And Lord, as we move forward from today, I ask, oh Lord, that you that will help me, Lord, and that will lead me in your ways and your truth. So, Father, help me, oh God, as I move forward. I love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people say, amen, amen. Hey, can we give it up for those who prayed that prayer, wherever you're watching? So I want to encourage you, before we end, listen, such a critical moment in your life. I want to encourage you to text the word CF Miami, one word, to 313131. You're going to get a link, a little, uh, with, and you can fill out that form. And that's going to be important because... You're going to fill out that form, and one of our pastors will reach out to you, get you ready to go to start your walk with Christ. And, uh, and we want to help you. We want to here to help you and help you follow Jesus. And so make sure you fill that out. We will reach out to you and get you started in your new journey with the Lord. All right? Well, I'm going to call all the campus pastors to come to the front. Hey, be sure to be back next week for our second week of Undivided. It's going to be really, really special. All right? Love you all. God bless.